Welcome to Healing Your Families. Do you ever feel sometimes trapped or maybe even stuck? Maybe, especially when there's a time of a lot of expectations from your society or from your family, you may feel overwhelmed and stuck. And this month, we're talking about emotional intelligence, taking responsibility for our emotions, using them for good to help us reach our goals rather than letting them overwhelm us. Well, today I am so excited and honored to have Delinda Lane. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Delinda. She is a motivational speaker and you will love her energy, her sparkle. So, Delinda, thank you so much for joining us. And you're and you're you're muted. Remember to unmute yourself. You know, I should be used to that by now. So I just said I want to have a little holiday cheer. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, it is great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love it. And I remember when I first met you, I was just so impressed with what a happy, cheerful countenance you had. And anyone looking at you would think, oh, she's probably never had to deal with any difficulty in her <laughs> life. But tell us how you became, why is choice, what is, and that's your slogan, right? Life is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. I've heard you say that several times. Oh, yeah. I, I say it on just about every place I go because I believe it so strongly. Yeah. And. Um, Easy, and, Sarah. Oh, geez, sorry. And the, uh, the thing is, I think so many times families, women in particular, do believe they don't have a choice. And I think even teenagers, um, you know, from younger ages, they don't. And that's basically where I, it came from for me. So my dad was um, a colonel in the Air Force. Uh, my, we were raised in the South and we went to the Southern Baptist Church. Now, if any of y'all know any of that stuff, all three of those things bring, make for a very strict environment. Um, you know, pretty is as pretty does. Don't speak unless spoken to. Children should be seen and not heard. So when you're raised in that environment, the truth is I didn't know I had a voice, much less a choice about anything in my life. So it was years before I began to do that. And it's a gradual process. You're not just all of a sudden going to change overnight and figure it all out because, you know, life is a journey. And so <clears throat> once I began to realize that, that is where real freedom comes. So some of you, as Emily was talking about, Maybe some of you feel invisible. Maybe you feel like nobody listens to you. Maybe you feel like, you know, you don't have a choice and you have to do what everybody else tells you. Well, the truth is that's a lie. And that is what the world wants you to believe. Because as long as the world, whoever that is, in your opinion, um, as long as the world can control us by telling us we don't have choices, that, you know, it, it controls how, how we spend our money, of the, you know, all our advertising is all, ladies, I want to just tell you, advertising is set up to make you feel terrible about yourself 
And the only way you can feel good is if you spend money and buy their product. You know, so just stop a minute every time. You know, so if you want to have a hunk of a guy like Matthew McConaughey, then you have to buy that particular car. If you want to have the crest smile and have a friends gathered around you at all the parties, well, then you better use crest strips because that's the only way you're going to have that beautiful sparkling smile. So if you kind of break it down and realize, you know, the world is lying to you because the truth is you are amazing. Every single person, every one of you has amazing talents. You've been created for greatness. And if, when you stop believing lies and believe how amazing you are and what you're created for, your life opens up and there's so much freedom just knowing that you have a choice. You have a choice of how you wake up in the morning. You have a choice on how you go through your day. You have a choice on how you're going to relate to others. So th there's so many choices. You, we could go, we could spend days talking about every choice you have. So that's where that comes from for me. So life is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. So we get to choose and it's an amazing thing. So it sounds like you learn that by accepting that, by decide, you know, by recognizing that you can choose and and how you choose impacts your life. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. sounds like it was just a springboard that opened up doors for you. It really did. Um, and it took, it truly, it took leaving home. I mean, I have wonderful parents. They love me, all that good stuff. But it wasn't until, um, and I went away to school. Uh, so I went to college in this little this little um, town, Pineville, called Louisiana College. It's now a university. It's like, oh my gosh. But my high school was in the with a bunch of Air Force people. And there were about 600 in my high school graduating class. But my college had like 900 in the whole college. So I, when I went there, you know, and that really was God's, a God thing because how, how it all happened. I just um, was able to, I, I, my mother had a brother down in that area. So she opened her mind to let me go there in the first place. So I went there and then I realized, well, I could choose to take what subjects I wanted. I could choose whether I went to class every day. I could, you know, little things that you just think are normal, but unless you realize that you've got that power, you might not exercise because you're making a choice either way. You're, you're making a choice to stay stagnant or to move forward or to, uh, to rise up, whatever that looks like. So all those beginning choices, and I want, I'd always wanted to be a cheerleader. I know that probably seems really funny to those of y'all who see me. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to be a cheerleader. Well, in a, a whole school of 900, that was a good possibility. I could be a big fish in a little pond. And I like that. So, um, and I was a music major. I've been a singer my whole life. Um, and my mother just did not want me. She says, honey, you can sing, but you better have something to fall back on. You know, you need to be a secretary or a teacher. Those are the only two, in her mind, appropriate careers for a woman. Now, she's right. I never made any money really as a singer, but I've had a wonderful life of singing. So it was kind of um, money isn't the, um, the measure of success all the time. I've heard you sing. You truly have a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. It is the joy of my heart for sure. So these choices, and there's, you know, by the time you got in college, you understood you could make choices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what, what led you to be so passionate about this? I know that this is, I can, I can 
hear it in your message that this is something you want every woman to understand. Absolutely. You know, um, um, because I am, because I am a Christian, because I'm a believer, um, I just believe God has a path for us and he has my whole life. It took me a long time to realize it, but he's always had me walking down a path of being with women, you know, whether it was a cheerleader or the president of the booster club or those things. And I always could see how women don't believe in themselves. And it breaks my heart because I can, and I also have a gift of, of encouragement. That's, that's one of my, my gifts. So I can see this good that's in women. I can be talking to a woman and I, I had a woman, I'll tell you a little story, um, who is amazing. She is like a brainiac smart. Okay. Um, and she's had big IT jobs all through her career. But, and we work together at church and she does uh, the PowerPoint and all that stuff. And we were just talking one day and she said, you know, my sister has all the talent in our family. Her, her sister does, makes jewelry and stuff. And she said, you know, I don't know why I didn't get any talent. And I'm looking at her and I said, are you kidding me? I said, you are amazing. Look at what you do. Your capabilities on the computer and how to work the PowerPoint and how to design this and how to find the such and such of what or what, you know, because, you know, I'm, I, I have enough skill to get by. Okay, but she is eons ahead of me and she couldn't see that because it wasn't the same gift as her sister. She thought she had no gift. And women, ladies, if you're listening to me right now, the big, the very first step you can take, and it's a hard one, it's simple, it sounds simple, is to quit comparing yourself to anyone. I do not bake cookies. Okay, I just, I've even tried and that is not my gift. But, you know, if you're comparing yourself, oh, well, Susie makes the best cookies and oh, my sister does this and so-and-so at church is so talented. You're comparing yourselves to the things you do not do well, to what they excel. You know, and I know there's some great um, saying about that. I just can't remember what it is, but y'all understand. When you stop comparing yourself to others and look at just yourself and compare yourself to who you are designed to be, to be the very best you, you will, you will find so many opportunities. You will find that your mind opens up to so many more things when you stop comparing. So if, if you don't hear anything else from me today, please look at that. And whenever you feel yourself starting to compare, you know, oh man, if only I had her body, if only I had her job, whatever that is, that's negating you. It's making you less because you see them in such a higher position. So I, I hope that makes sense. But it first does. rule, stop comparing. <laughs> it does. It makes perfect sense. So how would you encourage a woman who doesn't see her own abilities? What are some tools that they can use? Okay. Um, and that's a great, great question, Emily. And I think that's probably what stops a lot of people is they just don't know where to start. So the first thing is, I would say, and this is really a fun thing, but it, it's a little risky because of your own insecurity. Okay. Because we all have them. Y'all, we all have them. I've got mine. Emily's got her. Everybody, every woman I know has some insecurity somewhere. So just live with it and say, okay, it's okay. So you can do things anyway. Um, 
reach out to somebody that you know and trust and love who also knows and trusts and loves you. And this, do not ask somebody that you know they're going to say negative because there's those people in your life that are always the downers and they're going to say, oh, who do you think you are? They're going to say, oh, you can never do that. They're the dream squashers. But there is somebody in your life who truly loves and believes in you. So set up a coffee date or a Coke date or a Zoom date or something and say, you know, could I just have 10, 15 minutes of your time? I'm, I'm looking at doing some things in my life and I just need some honest, positive answers. And it's important that you put the positive in there because you want them to know you're looking for positive. You're not looking for how you can change. You know, there's a difference. So just understand that. So then when you when you have this time with them and, you know, uh, you know, so like Emily, if you were my person, I say, you know, Emily, I value you so much. I mean, you've been, you know, you're so important in my life. You've always been such a supporter, but sometimes it's hard for me to see that in myself. So would you just tell me what is the best trait that I have? What is it about me that makes us friends? Or what is it about me that I should really tune into that you see as a really good talent or a gift um, that maybe I don't see in myself? Okay, and when you ask that question, something in those words, to someone who knows and loves and supports you, you will be amazed. I mean, it's it's actually, I've done this several times um, because sometimes I have my doubts also, especially when I'm in one of those times of, you know, time to shift when you need to make that shift in your life. And we've all, I would venture to say, everybody's had some kind of shift in the last three years. The pandemic brought that on. And it's been a good thing. It's been a good thing. So. Um, I, I learned several things about myself that I just really didn't know. One of them was that I was a leader. I didn't even know I was a leader. Now, I've been a leader my whole life, but I never saw it. And so, like, really? You know, my husband, one of the, I asked him this, and with, with your husband or spouse or something, sometimes you got to be really sure what you're asking in the questions because they may not always. So don't ask it. If you don't think you're going to get something positive, don't ask the question. But he said, Delinda, you are the best puzzle solver I've ever met. He said, there is never anything that you can't figure out. There is always, he said, how do you look at things? There's always another answer. There's always another way. There's always another option. Um, you know, it's like, he said, it's like putting a puzzle together and you find the pieces and you put it back together. I had no idea. I, I really did not. So that was an eye-opening thing for me. And as I began to realize that and began making my choices by being confident in that, because it, like I said, this is a step-by-step -step process. So find someone who believes in you. You might need to reach out to a coach or to um, you know, an accountability partner, someone who's at a level a little bit higher than you, that's been through things that they can help guide you through that process. Oh, I would... Someone like you, I, I'm just thinking you mentioned that and I've seen it for myself. You see the best in people. I do. So, you know, yeah. And I'm also thinking that parents, it, it's human nature. We tend to see the worst of ourselves. You know, we can go through a day and do 20 things perfectly, flawlessly well. We make one mistake. And what do we dwell on at the end of the day? Yeah, so running around in our mind, okay. but to have someone and this is parents can do this for their children, point out what they're doing right instead yeah. of harping on the mistakes that they made. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I can well believe that you help support women. Now you've organized and you're a leader. You've organized a, you have the fun, fearless female Facebook group. Yes. Yes. And I invite everybody to join us. Um, I think Emily will be putting a link. So it's called fun, fearless female global community of Christian women. And if you're like-minded and feel comfortable, come join us. It is a group where we are there to encourage, and I love it, Emma Lou very often posts some really wonderful things about building each other up and how to communicate in families. And um, so we have several ladies in the group who do post these positive things. And as well, if you do have a business on Saturday, you can post your you can uh, post your business if you want to. So um, it's really a place to come and join us. And um, I also, um, I hold various events depending, you know, just some are local where we do a local lunch once a month or things like that. Um, but I have, I'm, I'm getting ready to host in August. Emily's coming. I love it. Um, it's, it's called Wow the World, a Christian networking experience. So come and network with other like-minded women, share your business, share your passion. Um, it's a bringing together. Y'all, it is time to step out of the Zoom screen. I love this. I love it. But it's time for us to reach out and get more personal again and to share life arm in arm, uh, giving hugs, all of that stuff. You know, and if you need to wear a mask, go ahead. I don't care. You can wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But just, you know, looking at bringing women together. So I don't know if that was the right place to share that, but it kind of felt like maybe it was. <laughs> it, it was. Now, I also want to comment that what I appreciate is how you are responding to a predominant theme I hear sometimes from movies and media is that women are more powerful if they can compete with each other or oh. put each other down. <laughs> and you make it clear that we don't, in fact, wouldn't we be stronger if we support each other? Absolutely. And that's what your whole network is about, Emma Lou. It really is. When we come together, we support and we collaborate with each other. We all get bit better. We get stronger. Um, I, I was a Mary Kay Pink Cadillac director for about 20 years. And Mary Kay asked one of her big things was she said, you know, if I have an idea, I have one. And if you have an idea, you have one. But if we share, we now have two. And then if you just keep that ripple effect, if we share our ideas and um, I'm, it's just wonderful because I don't know everything. I mean, I'm the first to tell you, I do not know everything. Um, and I never will. But if I can learn, I can learn from several of the other uh, gals in our group that are just have so many great attributes. We all rise up coming together. We all rise up and we get better and stronger. Uh, yes, I love it. And it's, it's what's needed. I, I think that to do the most good, we need to love and support each other so we can make, and, and going back to your theme of choice, okay. don't, don't we start out with thinking, well, what do we want? What kind of a life do we want to live? What kind of a family? How do we want our family relationships to be like? And then we make our choices based on those goals. How, 
Is that how you see it? Yes, I, I do. Um, I'm going to tell you another little story. Uh, when I was a cheerleader in, in college, um, there were, we had guy and girl cheerleaders, okay, and there were like eight of us, and I was on one side of the gym here with, of the group, and one of the guys, and his name was Charlie, and he said, you know, Delinda, you know her, that you know, that girl over there, and I said, oh, yeah, she's awesome, and he said, and this, this, like, was a bolt of lightning. He said to me, do you know I have never heard her say a negative thing about anybody? And it was like, wow. And, and you know, I, I'm what, 18, 19 years old. And you know how, you know, this can go on. And I said, wow, it just stunned me. And I decided in that moment, that is who I wanted to be. That I was, I don't, I don't think I was a gossip too much anyway, but I knew right then I would love someday if somebody said about me, that I don't ever talk gossip, that I don't ever talk negative about others. And for you, as Emily was talking about, if there's something in your character, if there's something that how you want to be, you can make a choice. You can make a choice today to never say a negative thing about somebody else. You can decide today that you're gonna wake up every day and be grateful. You can wake up and say, you know, thank you, Lord. Thank you that I woke up today. Help me be a blessing to others. You can decide, I mean, there's so many, you can change your life moment by moment because the truth is right now, whether you wanna admit it or not, you are where you are based on the choices that you've made. That doesn't mean that you made the choice for the pandemic or you made the choice to have chicken pox or that you, whatever, chose your divorce, whatever that might be in your life, those negative things. However, you are choosing how you react to them. You are choosing how you're going to move forward. And that is your power. Look at it as power that you can, like I said, you can choose how you're going to get up in the morning. You can choose that tomorrow when you go to work to the job you don't like, that you're going to show up and be positive and be grateful that you actually even have a job. Let's put it on the reality. And that doesn't mean you can't look for a new job and you might find something else or start your own business. But today you can be grateful. And if you choose, that's a big one there. If you choose to be grateful in your life, your life will change. I promise you. Now, how do you respond to the people who say that happiness is a choice? It is. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I just so believe that. Uh, and, and of course, we're part of a, a networking group that's about being happy, right? A happy neighborhood. Um, you know, it, it is how we react to the things that happen around us. And we can choose to, you can choose again right now that you know you're going to look at things from a different perspective from a different set of lenses to everything that happens to you that how can you turn this into good you know and like i said you know and not everything is there you might go to the doctor tomorrow and get a very bad diagnosis well are you going to let it defeat you are you going to let it overwhelm you or are you going to go into a spiral down or are you going to say you know what i'm going to fight this I'm going to still be loving. You know, we can choose to love. We can choose to respect. You know, we can even, you know, and one of the choices that right now I think the world is looking at is that we, many, uh, many of us, a lot of people in the world need to choose to agree to disagree. You know what? We are not going to agree on everything in the world. So let's just stop thinking that that's even possible. I do not agree. My kids have some different political ideas than I do. Do I love them any less? No. I still love them, support them, 
Um, but we have all agreed that we have to agree to disagree because we are never going to be in alignment unless God changes things. But, you know, um, so those are choices. And maybe maybe you've just never realized how many choices you have. Because when, again, when you do, that is your power, that is your freedom. And owning those choices is a big difference. Absolutely. I love that, Delinda. That's brilliant. Now, I'm also reminded that the most frustrating life, the most frustrating situation, most frustrating thing you can do is struggle to try and control something that's out of your control. Like, oh like, like the weather, you know, getting upset because it's raining or other people. When it comes right down to it, the only person we can control is ourselves. Yeah. So when we get in the trap of getting upset over what someone else does, you know, we can only choose our response. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, I think, again, I hate to say it again, but that's where the power comes. We cannot control how they think, how they talk, how they act. We can only, just exactly what you said, our reaction to that or our response, you know, to that. And um, there's a little exercise, you guys, uh, that's really pretty powerful. Um, You just take a piece of paper and write down like the 10 people that you spend the most time with. Could be in your family or at work, or wherever, your social gatherings, and write those names down, and then go down the list, and any any of the names that make you feel bad, you know, you have, you know, they call, and you meet, and you get home, and you just say, why did I even go? I know, I knew it was going to be negative. You come home feeling worse than you did when you left. You put a negative by their name, okay? Then there's those that you go, and it's nice, and it's friendly, you know, you don't feel better, but you don't feel worse, So I just put a little zero by their names. Then there's those awesome people like Emily. Every time we get together, I just feel wonderful. I love you. I love your thoughts. I love your attitudes. And so when we're together, you know, I put a big plus by your name. So there's hopefully, oh, I hope on y'all's list of 10 that there's at least one or two of those plus sign people. And here's what you do. Uh, You can probably figure it out already. If there's a negative sign, Figure out how to spend the least amount of time you can with those people because they are like cancer growing on you. Negative attitudes um, uh, permeate faster than positive ones. I'm not sure why that is, but it's true. So try it. And they might be in your family. So you just have to, you get to control and you get to choose how much time, how you're going to relate, prepare yourself beforehand and not allow their negativity to affect you. Okay, but that means also not spending that much time. And of course, the positive people, spend as much time as you want with them and get your list. So that in that top 10, the top eight are all positive people because, you know, our list changes different seasons of our lives. Um, I really do not have, um, I don't have any negative family, so that really helps. Um, But in my friendship and my sphere of influence, Um, I just have amazing people because those are the people I choose to spend time with. My fun, fearless female gals, Um, you know, a lot of people I've met in HNP, uh, my people at church and not always are people at church positive. I'm going to just tell you, I understand that too. So, um, but it's a great exercise and it might be eye opening as to where you are in your life and where to begin to make some different choices. 
I love that. There's another choice we can make. Now, especially with family, we remember, you know, we can always be courteous and respectful. We don't have to be best friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I love, love that. that idea of, and, and you know, some, you may just want to put an imaginary big raincoat over you so that anything <laughs> they throw at you just slides down and away from you. What a great visual. I love that. That's great. But again, keep that positive and be grateful for those positive people, those people that you're energized when you spend, you know, how sometimes we go to visit someone who's ill or elderly because we want to cheer them up and we leave feeling better than we did. You know, what a gift that is to be able to lift others. It is. It really, really is. And the more we can do that, the more we bless others and we get so blessed when we're doing that, you know, we get the blessing and they get the blessing. It's so amazing. Yes. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. So Delinda, I thank you so much for joining me and sharing your, your beautiful, cheerful spirit. Now let's make sure, how do people contact you? I know you're on LinkedIn. Yes. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, my, um, so y'all can see my name on the screen there and she'll have it. So Delinda Lane, L-A-Y-N-E, that's crucial. So my website is delindalane.com. You can email me. And if you have trouble, you know, and if you would like to see, I, I have a, a, a little teaser sheet that is, uh, you know, the, the keys to making better choices because it is, it is a learning process. And if you would like that, it's just free, just a little thing I'll email to you. Um, and if you just want to email me at delinda at delindalane.com and just say, you know, whatever you want to say, great seeing you today or hi, I'd love your, you know, I'd, I'd love your tips for making choices, whatever you want to tell me. Um, and I'll send that to you uh, because as you learn and as you grow, your choices expand and you begin to believe greater, bigger things. It, your, your choices of what you dream about, uh, believing that you do deserve abundance, that you're worth it. All of those things are a matter of choice. And when you, I mean, that is like a huge aha. When you get that aha and you know that from your head to your toes and your gut, how worthy you are and you get to make that choice. Oh, it's, it's fabulous. It's positive. So. So empowering. We choose our thoughts. We do. Absolutely. Delinda, thank you again. And for my viewers, join us again next week at the same time. Until then, love yourself and love your families. Let's make the world a better place by strengthening families. I'm Emily Penrod at healingyourfamilies.com.